Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. I tweeted out earlier, Crasher, Statman, that, frankly, uh, this may be one of the most killerest shows we've done in a long damn time. Killerist. I yes. love your made-up language. I mean, when you're going to get a dude that fronted a multi, 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 multi-million selling hard rock band Cinderella, Tom Kiefer mm-hmm. in the Freak Nation, he'll be here. Patrick Warburton, who you know from Seinfeld, Putty, and of course, Rules of Engagement, rules of engagement uh, the National Car Rental Spokesperson, I could go on and on, a family guy, <laughs> he's going to be here in the Freak Nation, and oh yeah, Statman, a, a driver that caught six days of ridicule for what he allegedly did in Pocono, goes out and wins a damn race for the IndyCar Series, that's pretty nuts. That's Hall of Fame nuts, when I saw him win... I could only sit back and smile. I had to take a couple of minutes that all the people in the Twitterverse who just crucified him, go kick rocks. <laughs> That's so polite. Because had, you some notice, of them, you notice some of them the were pause not so polite there because I tried to come up with something that would be for a family show, <laughs> a family radio. But, yeah, go kick rocks. Bam. So that's where we're rolling tonight, Freak Nation. You're going to have the IndyCar Series winner from St. Louis, Takuma Sato, will be here in the Freak Nation. Patrick Warburton, comedian. Yes, comedian, actor. Uh, he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Tom Kiefer of the band Cinderella on a solo tour since 2013. Has a new record coming out. New solo record coming out, Rise, September 13th. And we're also going to preview the NHRA Winter Nationals. Holy smokes. The NHRA U.S. Nationals coming up here in the Freak Nation. Follow us on Twitter. We're there for you on Facebook. And, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Kind of a quiet weekend when it comes to motorsports outside of what happened with Takuma Sato and doing what he – I, it's great. I mean, it's it's like summer break part two, but it's great if you're an IndyCar fan. This was this weekend was made for you, and hopefully, new eyeballs were on the series because yeah, that was a damn good race last night. And Statman, when you watch those cars, it it just didn't. St. Louis just does not look like a mile track to me. It, it's the the straight the straightaways the. You know the the turn two and then the turn three four the turn two and turn four into the straightaway. Unlike some other tracks where that straightaway opens up a little bit, it just it's like that go kart track that you build in your backyard, Stat. <laughs> well, I didn't get that from it, but the Indy cars go so fast. Remember at Texas when they looked like a video game a few years ago, yes. when the IRL was going so fast that. It just, it didn't look real. Uh, maybe, you know, that's they're getting around there so fast nowadays that 
then look, I can't begin to imagine how fast they're going to be going when they get the hybrids in place. Yeah, what was it? I read something along the lines of how once the leaders cross, especially at starts and re, at the start and at restarts, when the leader would cross the stripe, that the back of the pack was like almost a third, if not a half track behind them. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's insane. It is insane. You have to have your setup absolutely perfect on a track such as that. And that's only fair. That's the way it should be. So true. So true. If you're not set up right, why should you get some advantage to let you win? Unless Scott Dixon is driving, of course, and Scott Dixon (laughs) can take a sixth place car and win with it. So, you know, that's the only caveat to that. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios going on our 20th year. And we harp on that a lot. Okay, we harp on that probably pretty too. All right, we say it too damn much, Freak Nation. I'll give you that. (laughs) But when you've got people in prison, people that have passed away, when you've got people that have come and gone in race cars that have said, ah, you won't make it past 20 minutes. Well, damn it, we're on our 20th year. We've done this damn thing. How you like me now? And that's, that's why when I say, like, tonight's show is just, it's the epitome of what we do. We've got a an actor comedian. We have a big time rock and roll star. We have an IndyCar Series winner and a grassroots drag racer on our show. Is that not the epitome of the Freak Nation for the last 19-plus years? That's Freak, you know? All of that's Freak. There you go. That and the doorbell that just somebody decided to hit in the middle of the show. <laughs> so we were in the Freak Nation. <laughs> we're going to reset with some affiliates and get back with Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes coming up. And Takuma Sato, all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Hole Studios. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging up. In about another... Eight minutes. Takuma Sato, IndyCar Series winner, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Actor, comedian Patrick Warburton will be here in the Freak Nation. Tom Kiefer of the band Cinderella on a solo tour for the last six years. Uh, he'll be here in the Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor. Roll on General Tires in that big fat truck at F-250. But that's suburban. Roll on GTs. Suburban. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? I said it earlier, and it, it seriously feels like it. Summer break part two. NASCAR was off. NHRA was off. Formula One is still off. But IndyCar was on, and yep, they definitely look good in their spotlight. Remember that controversy from last week's lap one at Pocono? Mm-hmm. Takuma Sato being blamed for the five-car pileup when actually data, including his telemetry, proved that no, it was not his fault. It was just a racing incident. Well, No greater redemption story out there this week than that of Takuma Sato. It was a brutal week of keyboard warriors, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Heck, even journalists blaming Sato. But Takuma was able to compartmentalize it all, and he just went back to work this weekend in St. Louis. He even fell to the back of the field after more lap one craziness, but charged ahead, used pit stops to his advantage, and he took the win by just 40 thousandths of a second over Ed Carpenter. And it was an old man podium last night, too. I mean, hey, why do we have to keep praising the young guns? Takuma Sato with the win at 42 years old. Ed Carpenter second at 38. And Tony Kanaan third at 44 years old. Jeez. 
How about a little gossip on the IndyCar front, too? Ever since McLaren announced their future partnership with Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports and their subsequent switch to Chevy Motors, Colton Herta was rumored to be snapped up by their efforts. But this weekend, not so fast, says Andretti Autosport. They are very close to announcing a fifth full-time ride for Herta starting next year. Where does that leave Harding Steinbrenner? Yeah, more to follow. VIR Virginia hosted a GT Challenge today, and Porsche netted a 1-2 finish. Nick Tandy and Patrick Pillay with the win. NASCAR Xfinity Series raced on the road course of Elkhart Lake, where Christopher Bell commanded the two-lap shootout to the win, his sixth victory of the season. And north of the border, the NASCAR trucks raced at Mosport, Brett Moffitt with the easy win. Freak Nation coming up. Takuma Sato ignores a week of BS rebounds with a big-time win. In St. Louis, he's next. Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get... Awesome. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand... Your Mav TV. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Coast it's Freak Nation. I hate to harp on it. No, I don't. We've been doing this for about 20 years, Freaks. And Lucas Oil, Continental Tires, and many, many others have been a part of this along the way. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. Therefore, on Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. This dude's been in the Freak Nation several times before. What's that, Crasher? So basically, though, I hate to interrupt you, but it's, it's kind of putting things in perspective. So Takuma Sato's racing career basically started when we started this radio show. I mean, we're about plus or minus two years. That's incredible. Your IndyCar Series winner, Takuma Sato, joining us here in the Freak Nation. That's true. 20 years you've been in this damn game, Takuma. Yes, I have. <laughs> it's been long enough. Right? <laughs> Has there yeah. ever has there ever been because it's such an incredible story over the last couple of races for you where you were taking most of the blame for for an accident there at Pocono and then out comes a St. Louis and you grabbed the win last night in a thrilling race. Has there been ever in your career like this uh, any type of redemption? Well, uh, no, probably not. Not 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 this much of the significance. Um, you know, it's been a been a race car driver. You know, come from Asia, obviously. It's uh, it's not always easy. Um, but um, yeah, this time was uh, a lot harsh than the uh, what I have been through it. And then uh, obviously last night, it's just incredible um, the winning from the team that made the whole story completely different. So uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I was very very happy, very happy. And then particularly, I'd like to say a big thank you to the. The, the people who were really supporting. It was just incredible support. Takuma Sato won the IndyCar race St. Louis. Takuma, why was the criticism of you so harsh this time? Other drivers have caused accidents, have been involved in accidents, triggered accidents. Why was it so harsh on you this time? I, I don't know. I mean, um, it, 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 uh, it, one thing is that just the TV angle wasn't uh, very clear. And uh, the people misjudged from the uh, fast reaction. And the later on, and there is lots of evidence came out, and particularly uh, on my own board, and uh, the, the team uh, showed the uh, data logging too, that I wasn't turning to the left. I was just a straight. Um, but two other cars uh, came up, which very close racing, it's happened. And uh, on the le- relatively, it looked like I was hard, hard left and that causing accident which wasn't true. That's why I think now there's enough evidence that people can judge it and from that. And um, in fact, uh, some of the drivers really didn't have access initially, uh, but later on, like Dario Franchitti and Baldez, and they, they back up my uh, my view and so are many, many, many people as well. So I don't know. It's just uh, it's just one of unfortunate racing incidents. And uh, I feel obviously I'm sorry. You know, I feel sorry for the, what happened, and uh, particularly for the Alex with uh, middle in in the uh, uh, competing uh, uh, championship. So, uh, but I I would say I think you know we should give a little bit more room each other, and that's my driving too. That I probably perhaps should have uh, uh, give more space to any. You know, any any unexpected things happen. So uh, that's the learning. I think we can all from learning from that. Takuma Sato, IndyCar winner from St. Louis this weekend, joining us in the Freak Nation. And I think it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. who coined the term keyboard warriors and how everybody becomes an expert on Twitter or Instagram. And it's it, we're just in such a knee-jerk reactionary society. I will never forget Last Sunday night, as we were doing Speed Freaks, when you, we finally, it came to light, the post that you made, there was a video that you posted from your onboard, and there was also Mm -hmm. a a picture sequence, and we were all trying to just tell people, like, 
hold on a second, pump the brakes. He has actual <laughs> evidence, people. You've got to take a look at this. So it, thank you to you for trying to clear things up and hopefully making dummies out of those keyboard warriors out of there. Uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, you know, people have a different opinion, which we cannot control. We cannot change. That, that, that's fine. I get it. But, you know, uh, really, fortunately, a true sport fans and, and the mud racing fans and take care in IndyCar fans, you know, maybe they reacted maybe wrongly, but then after seeing the evidence, they just apologies and you know, they change their mind. And that, that's fine. You know, to some people, we cannot, we cannot change them the mind. That, that, that's fine. But the, the most important thing is to see the fact, see what was the truth, and then we move on. We learn it from there. And that's what's particularly, I was happy when I arrived in St. Louis. So many fans, just face to face, they came to me and had a huge support. So I was very, very appreciated with that. And before, you know, before that, start, I wanted to say that it was most importantly, nobody was injured mm -hmm. from that horrific accident. And uh, that was because of the IndyCar safety and safety team did a, a fantastic job. So I'd like to say a big thank you to all of them. Takuma Sato, that's such a good point. And I'm so happy to hear that fans were coming up to you face to face. But the good point in that, yes, we need to move on now. You've, you've turned the page. You've got a win now, a second win of the season, which is just awesome. We need to be moving forward with positive. Tell me exactly, maybe not exactly, but tell me what did Dario Franchitti say to you? What did Sebastian Bourdais say to you? And then obviously it had to have made you, made you feel even more comfortable with the way the situation played out. Yeah, I mean, it's all happened obviously very quickly at the, uh, at the instant. I, what I remember is, you know, I just, I just went straight and then uh, I just uh, followed uh, Dixon's footpath, which so... I didn't really clearly remember was I really moving to the left or, 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 or right. You know, obviously the cars busting and, and meandering all the time, wobbling as well. But, you know, what I remember, I just went to the straight. However, until I see the replay, I wasn't sure. Now, of course, I was just uh, having a massive shunt, massive G-force, and I was actually upside down too. So, right. you know, you can imagine it's a lot of adrenaline going on and it's, I wasn't, I don't know. I was a little bit confusing too. But then at the medical center, um, so I was just settling down everything, waiting for the clear from the doctor. Just a Dario came on to me and Taku, just just to see the replay. And uh, you know, before I speak to the media, I think you should look at the replay because he thinks um, uh, Alex and uh, Ryan was actually moving into me. So that's what he said. So. Okay, that's very interesting because it's a lot of reaction at that time in the medical center with other drivers. It was very different. So hmm. obviously you've got to believe what you are. And also um, really Dalio made a very, very a good point. Of course, you know, I cannot comment before I see the replay. However, just the time was clocking and the media was waiting and I had to do something in, the, in front of the media before go to the uh, uh, any evidence. So that's why... It was a very, very difficult circumstance. But then after, team found it, and uh, IndyCar admitted also two drivers move up. So uh, that was, for me, it was a very clear. But once again, whatever the circumstance, the accident was happened. So we have to all learn from that. Takuma, what's been the reaction of other drivers in these past four or five days? Have they come around? Have they realized that they were wrong in their criticism? Have they come around and maybe apologized? Mm, not not really. Um, 
A, physically we didn't have a chance to, to, to see each other after the Pocono. It's uh, Bearing in mind, it's only uh, three days or whatever. You know, it's just the, the middle of the year, three consecutive weekends, so it's very difficult. Um, and the social media, there is a lot of happening. So obviously I, I, um, I killed the notification. I tried not to see anything. However, <laughs> there's lots of a great support too. And there was a there was a non-driver really directly come to me to either of the apologies or, 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 or support. But of course, yesterday, you know, when we went to the uh, drivers meeting and the driver intros, you know, talking through it, nobody really wasn't any problem. Maybe Hinch just came on to uh, it's just one of the things happening. And uh, and uh, in fact, it, some of the drivers said, yes, I can see there is not your fault, you know, and uh, like all your Soviets and wasn't obviously current Indica driver, but then of course he has a huge experience and what you can see is very clear. So, and PT as well in the end, Paul Tracy, he was misjudged at the, uh, in the broadcast, but um, he came to the, on the current meeting on the NBC that, um, yeah, he, 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 he just, he said he, it was wrong, wrong decision. And uh, he can see, he can see what was happening. So I think it's a lot of driver who, you know, actually know the business in a cockpit and over 200 miles per hour exactly understand what's happening. IndyCar Series winner from St. Louis, Takuma Sato joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Takuma, are you able to compartmentalize and alleviate any anxieties that you had from Pocono once you get in the cockpit of that car at the start of that St. Louis race Saturday night? Um, yes and no. Um you know, obviously, I try to focus for the weekend, you know, get behind. Um, but, of course, you know, we, we not just like we forgot anything. We just, we, like I said, I, I, I analyzed myself what should have done, could have done. As I said, I run it, you know, some of that. Hmm. So taking that point, you know, only looking at the positives. However, you know, you're, you're mentally you damage quite a bit, you know, last few days. So uh, it is always a process to taking a time but the team team was just a, what an amazing support it's just incredible i mean the, the, i don't know if you see the statement oh, the, yes. one of the american journalists said uh, he never seen the uh, the team statement like this and protecting driver like this but, i mean the team for the the, the the reason for the right so i think it, it was just incredible support from the team so when when i physically arrived at the st louis I had so much support, so much warm welcome from the team, fans, and, and et cetera. So I feel comfortable. I feel I was getting back to the confidence. And, of course, most importantly, you know, once I get back in the cockpit, how do I feel it? Honestly, I enjoyed the driving. So uh, it was a good news, the practice one. You know, the last time I was in the car was a, you know, smashing 100, no, not 100, the uh, 210, the 215 miles per hour upside down. But now driving and in, in enjoying in, in such a challenging truck in the St. Louis, that was a fantastic moment. Takuma, you said you were comfortable, but you couldn't have been too comfortable early in the race. You found yourself at the back of the field having to work your way all the way back through all the drivers to the front of the line. The competition in this series is so great. Anybody could win any given weekend. That must be tough on everybody. I think it's a, it's a great that uh, only Indica uh, can produce, in particular in oval, of course. You know, the, in any circumstance, road course and free course, it's difficult to replicate that kind of the winning, of course. But that is a beauty, that is a sport, and that is what the people are excited about oval racing. That, like you said, until the last stint, 
Oh, in other words, even until last last lap on the last mm. corner, you know, you never predict who is going to go into win the race. Now, like you said, yes, at the start, um, it was a, a lot of a conjunction. You know, four wide, five wide, and I lost a lot of places. And then early pit stop even damaged, I would say, or even lap down. So now what are we going to do? You know, a bit like Indy 500, just, just, you know, just head down, you know, believe ourselves and do the strategy what we can make it possible and that's what we did so we 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 first of all you have to you have to uh uh back into the uh, unlap to yourself and to do that you have to stretch the uh a stint uh be able to have a, a lot of access or a lot of possibility to um, adjustable you know for the uh, stint and then that's what we did you know we we, we spend uh, um over i don't i don't remember but probably 120 laps to be in, a, in the lap, but then finally got back to the lap, and then came on start again. And then, but since then, we I felt uh, we have a car to be very consistent for such a long stint because yesterday, um, the what makes pit stop was not for the fuel; it was a tire because we have a tire hmm. tire um, instead of just getting the fuel mileage. But I was able to running to the very very long stint with a very competitive lap time. So. The stint before the last, uh, that's really made me ha- made us happen to the uh, come back from 13th to basically P1. Because I was the longest driver who went to the stretcher field. And I, in fact, in the last 10 laps, I was the fastest driver on the field. So wow. that's why I gained uh, so much position. And then the lap that uh, we were supposed to come in, it became a yellow. And then, and then uh, they closed the uh, pit. So that was a little bit panicking because we have only one lap of fuel under the green possibly four under the yellow, but you just try to make uh, as, as little fuel as possible to you use it. And then we make the stretch, we made it happen for the pit stop. So still come back to the P1 after the pit stop. That was just a, just amazing moment. The good news is you have a five-and-a-half-year-old listening to this interview right now. She's our daughter, and she'd like to say <laughs> hello to you, Tacoma. Oh, excellent. Hello, hello. Henley, hello. can you say hello to him? Say hello on the microphone. Hi, Tacoma. Hello, how are you? Good. Good, good. Did you see the race? Yeah. Good. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. C- congratulations that that you won. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I have I own the five year old and other new fans. So fantastic. I like you. Thank you. <laughs> Love oh. you too. Uh, Takuma Sato. Your winner out of St. Louis for the IndyCar Series. If that didn't make your night to Kuma, I don't know what did, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, it's just just a fantastic moment. So uh, thank you for all your support. You bet, man. You got it. (laughs) Have a good week, buddy. Thank you. What what do you say? I know you can't. Okay, so if you can't tell, we're doing the show from home tonight. (laughs) Home studios work wonders, don't they? Yep, they sure do. But no joke. This is absolutely no joke. She picked up Sebastian Bourdais as one of her favorites because she likes the 18 in NASCAR, so she immediately went with the 18 in IndyCar, and she loves Sebastian Bourdais. And he was up front at this race. She was having an awesome time watching this race. She loves Hinchtown. She met James Hinchcliffe, of course. She's met him, and she's a huge Hinch fan. He led part of this race. And then Takuma Sato, I think she picked him up after he won the Barber race. She just became a big fan of his at Barber Motorsports Park earlier in the season. And, yeah, so number 30. She's always talking about number 30. And here he wins. And she's just <laughs> beside herself. All three of her guys led laps at this race this weekend. She loved it. 
Yep, counting numbers, counting drivers. Yep. She just Maybe. likes winners, that's all. I mean, she, you know, if <laughs> if I went out there and win, she'd be a fan of mine. Sad man, I like you. <laughs> that's not a bad thing, Stat. That's okay. Oh, that's human greatness. Coming up in a moment, your stat man, Scat. Also this hour, Patrick Warburton, actor, comedian. Uh, he's on the road for a little bit, but uh, more known for Putty on Seinfeld. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. More Freaks coming up. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. We normally think of motor racing as a young man's game. But that wasn't the case at last night's IndyCar race outside St. Louis. 42-year-old Takuma Sato got the win, and that was good to hear after he was crucified on social media for his part in the first lap accident at Pocono Raceway last weekend. Second last night was 38-year-old Ed Carpenter, an oval track specialist, and third was Tony Kanaan, 44 and the oldest on the podium. This put the average age of the top three finishers at just more than 41 years. Rare in motor racing. It brought a smile when 21-year-old IndyCar rookie Santino Ferrucci finished fourth at the checkered flag. Joseph Newgarden still leads the championship race by 38 over Penske teammate Simon Pagino with two races left in the season. Gotta love the seniors tour though, right? Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook, plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash speed or text speed to 500-500. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. 
This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571. 800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. The work's not done, is it? Oh, I'm so sad. We're going to the Cinderella concert, and you have to stay home. Bye. This segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Do yourself a favor, man. When you're rolling on that fine ride of yours, make sure you've got Lucas Oil in the gullet of that car. The finest synthetic oil on the planet. Speaking of Lucas Oil, Statman, how do you think our fine friends at Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil Stadium are feeling right about now with the news coming out yesterday with Andrew Luck retiring at 29 years old? That's funny you should bring that up. That was the first thing I thought about yesterday when I saw the headline. Lucas Oil was probably depending on him being there for success and for promotion Mm -hmm. and blah, blah. That hurts. That's got to hurt everybody involved with the Colts. Crasher was on, what, uh, suicide duty with her brother who was checking in from (laughs) (laughs) From Charlotte. I think he even made the, the statement to me, I'm done being a Colts fan. This is just, this is enough for me now. I'm like, simmer down. It's okay. This was handled all wrong. Okay, it was handled a little, a little strangely, but you can't fault a guy for just knowing when the end is the end. And you know what? Andrew Luck doesn't need football. As, as much as we who play fantasy football and we who want to be entertained on a Sunday afternoon, as much as we may disagree, he doesn't need football. Football needs him. But he has decided that it's no longer for him. And we can't be mad at that. We can be hurt, but we can't be mad. Let him live his freaking life. He's been four years in and out of therapies and recoveries, and he's done. I'd be, I'd wait, be a wait. mental doneness, too. Wait, Crash. Yeah. You know, you hear what you're asking football fans to do is to let football players live their life? Come on. <laughs> That's, yeah, that ain't going to happen in, in what? In what alternate universe is that going to happen? Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> You're supposed to eat, sleep, and breathe pigskin. 
I think there might be a little deeper meaning there from Statman that we care to. I know. We don't care to get too deep into this point because hey, we got one more minute till we got to go to break. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Warburton, you know him from so many different roles. He got his big big break in season six, I believe it was, as Putty in Jerry Fine Seinfeld's Seinfeld. I was with Seinfeld for many many seasons. You know him from Family Guy, Rules of Engagement. Guy's all over the place. And now he's out on tour. And this tour that he's, it's a comedy tour of sorts where he's reading letters that were written to corporations over the last 20 plus years from this dude who's worked with Seinfeld for 20 plus years. These silly, campy letters to corporations that these corporations are responding to. It's absolutely bonkers. We'll talk to him about that. And the whole putty sitch with Seinfeld. He's going to be joining us next, and Tom Kiefer from the band Cinderella will be joining us next hour. More Freaks coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the Speed Wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit LucasOilRacing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. 
the Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com. And get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. First time with the Freak Nation, uh, Patrick Warburton joined us here in the Freak Nation. Comedian, actor, voiceover talent. But I got a beef with you, Holmes. Oh, Bring it, sir. Uh, and, and with that voice Bring right it. right there, when I, uh, when I showed my daughter, yeah. who was going to be in the studio with us today, uh, she called you the bad man because she's a huge B-movie fan. Mm. She doesn't like you, Mr. Tennis Player. Oh. Ooh, trying to kill uh, Buddy or Barry, Barry the, bee. the Bee. What's up with that, That's man? Right. That was one of my favorite moments when I was trying to smash Barry with... Uh, Barry goes, that's a big magazine. And uh, Ken goes, it's Italian Vogue, mostly ads. <laughs> Why does yogurt night have to be so difficult? Just, Jerry just loved that line. Jerry signed Because he directed, you know, so right. he was in the room all the time. I spent more time with Jerry on the B-movie right. than on Seinfeld. What? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, we weren't in a whole lot of scenes together in Seinfeld. And uh, we, as I talked, I've talked about this before, I did sort of try to avoid him when I was there, only because uh, I had such great admiration for him. He's a very generous guy, and he's a, 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 a very, very sweet man. But I uh, I just felt like I put my foot in my mouth or something. I just wanted to hit my marks, get my laughs, and then have them go, uh, just be trouble-free. So, yeah, mm-hmm. We like him. Bring him back. But, I mean, if I started talking to him, it would have just gone south. I would have, I would have said something stupid. I don't know. This but is then the... came B-movie and A-OK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Barry, yeah Jerry's just, uh, yeah. We, we get along great, but it's just, um, it's just uh, it, it was just my lack of confidence. <laughs> Dude! On the show. Well, listen, you knew when you got invited back to a stage, stage nine at CBS Radford, that was hallowed ground because... The first year I did an episode was the sixth season, so it, that show was, you know, on fire, and mm-hmm. you just wanted to be on it. So anytime they asked you back, you just felt very fortunate. Did not go to craft service, just stayed in your trailer. Oh, no, you did. It was the best craft services of <laughs> oh, any show ever. It's ridiculous, yeah. Was that a case of Patrick Warburton joining us here in the Freak Nation? Was it because of the tenure that you spent in the business trying to get that break which you realized that this was going to be your break as Putty on one of the most popular shows ever. You just didn't want to screw up what you had worked for because you didn't uh, want to step it, on Jerry? Uh, no, it wasn't, you know, and it wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't avoid him like the play. It was just that I just <laughs> thought, look, just just uh, get your job done, do it well, and uh, hopefully they'll invite you back. That's all. Um, so Barry Martyr is Jerry Seinfeld's producing partner, and they do comedians and cars getting coffee together. <laughs> so Barry is the guy who has written these letters to you know uh, corporations for decades now. There's literally nine or ten books of these, <laughs> and they're absurd letters, and he gets these responses, and uh, so um, that's why Jerry wrote the forward and uh, you know the books and whatnot. But um, 
but they're really stupid, and that's why why you know why I like uh, I like uh, these things. Okay, you, but hold on though. The letters are a setup. I really thought there were these this many psychos in the world. Oh no no no! It's one guy who's written letters to all. Here here's a letter. John, just give me one. So this is like this is an example <laughs> like what this is what this is what Ted does. Dear Good Cook Fork Company, I just want to tell you how uh, happy I am with my fork. The Good Cook Fork Company <laughs> makes a very good fork, maybe the best fork I've ever used, certainly better than my spoon. Uh, <laughs> use your fork on the following. Mashed potatoes, melon chunks, cranberry roll, beets, corn, <laughs> lettuce, cake. Please let me know that the people who made my fork were thanked. They deserve that. In the meantime, I will continue to use my fork on the following. Sandwich, meat, pie, pineapple, <laughs> imitation crab yams, gumbo. I want to be uh, up to date on uh, other fork designs. Will there be more prongs? Best wishes, Ted L. Nancy. And then they write him back. The rep writes them back, and they're like, wow, we really, you know, we're very happy that you like your fork. I assure you that we will uh, thank the uh, manufacturers. But obviously, it's probably the first time anybody's ever thanked them, and they're thrilled. And, you know, so you got uh, your manufacturer there. You got your uh, Brett Bradshaw here, brand manager, who will now call up the manufacturers and say, don't kill yourself. Right. We've got some good feedback here. There the are people out there that love your precious. work. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what have you found in the responses to some of these letters? Do they really think somebody's out there? You know, corporate responds to these, for, and they'll respond for a number of reasons. One, they think it's 100% earnest. You know, he usually keeps it pretty clean, and they're well thought out. So they, they might think that he, um, um, you know, he might um, – have issues he might be on the spectrum here maybe um or they, this might be product control right or what would it uh, you know th th maybe they're being tested so like okay well we have to respond to this we might uh, our jobs might be on the line so they they always get back they always respond you know maybe at a certain point right you know after uh, he's hit him a few times they might uh, all right this guy's uh, making some sport with us that's enough when he caused, but he does cause, you know, real headaches for for these people, which is great. You know, he'll contact, you know, a Holiday Inn Express and, you know, uh, you know somewhere in uh, Ohio. You're my favorite uh, hotel. I always stay at you. I'm going to be staying at your residence here. Um, I have one request. I bring. I need to bring my own uh, ice machine. <laughs> like, oh, well, we have an ice machine on uh, the, you know, the uh, sixth floor and the 15th floor. I can't leave my room. I need to bring – they go back and forth. I need to bring my ice maker. Uh, I've measured it, and it, I actually have three inches of clearance in your elevator. It gets oh right by gosh. reception. Um, you know, and so they're like, you can't bring it. And he goes, listen, I have extra swaths of carpet. So if I tear your carpet, but I've got matching carpet for all your carpet. And, the, you know, <laughs> you know, and they go back and forth like, you can't bring your ice machine. And you know that they're, they're actually buying into this. <laughs> Patrick Warburton, let's talk about live audiences. Let's take Seinfeld or Bell Curve. There's a timing involved when the laughter calms down and you start up again. Is that something that has to be learned? When we did Rules of Engagement, a lot of people thought, you know, is that can? Is it? No, we shoot in front of a live audience. Sometimes um, some scenes, you can't shoot the entire show in front of a live audience. So what they do is they shoot a half to two-thirds in front of a live audience, and the other third is pre-shot. Otherwise, you've got an audience out there sitting for six or seven hours for a show, and that's too mm -hmm. long. So what they do is they end up showing the scenes that were pre-shot to the same live audience, and then they grab the laugh track off of that. Got it. But uh, it is, uh, you know, the audience is, um, is a player. And so you, there is a, a, you know, you kind of feel it back and forth, you know, as far as timing goes. 
the actors always have to stay in the moment and whatnot, but you have to kind of sort of like let those laughs, those laughs, you know, um, settle down before you, you know, proceed with the scene or whatnot. But it's just you kind of feel each other out. But then translate that to movies or voiceover work. It's a lot of silence around you, yet keeping that character up is essential. Yeah, well, voiceover work, especially because, you know, and even from what, okay, it's the exact same thing as what you guys are doing in here. You are in a closed room in a closed space, and there's nothing giving you energy. Mm -hmm. You have to obviously drink lots of coffee. That's what we do, (laughs) right? You know, um, voiceover booths a lot of times tend to be very, very cold. And you're in there, so you have to manufacture everything, you know. uh, You have nobody else to work off of, and uh, you just got to bring the energy up, you know. Do you go through all of your characters on stage, or are you Patrick Warburton? No, so this is uh, interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, I open the show, I walk out on stage, and it's like, you know, it's like 10, 15 minutes of stand-up, which I haven't done since I was 20 years old. So um, <laughs> this is uh, all kind of new for me, but it's fun. Uh, I've never been one to um, be a joke teller. I like to, to be more of a storyteller, and I think I find that I find that for me – the uh, stand-up that I enjoy the most are the ones that take you down wormholes. Your Patton Oswalt's or Bill, just you know, you know the, the kind of the intellectual guys. It's one of the reasons why I never did stand-up because I sort of have a high bar of what I like, and I would just would never want to be a mediocre stand-up. Now I'm forced to be doing stand-up, and you know, you have to. The good ones eat, drink, and breathe this stuff their whole lives, and you know, and now I'm, I've really just start, started doing this, and um, I'm enjoying it. But it does take a lot of work, and um, uh, but that's how the show yeah opens. Are you consistent with your show openings, or do you add new material if something, whether politically or sports-wise, that is just absolutely hysterical breaks that morning? Do you ever add that in? I'll add a little bit. I mean, there was one little thing I wanted to add. I didn't even know I didn't even know how, how I could add it in, but because I, I just laughed yesterday. I'm looking at the news yesterday, and uh, a United States fencer. Just got banned for a year from taking a knee at the Pan Am Games. Yes. I was like, he just got punished for a year, and nobody saw that. <laughs> nobody gave a crap. You're, really? You took a knee at the Pan Am Games? I mean, how did that not cause just more giggles than anything else? Like, what? <laughs> you really want people to pay attention to you. You really do. I don't think this is about the cause. I think this is <laughs> fencing. Fencing. <laughs> the guy took a knee, and nobody paid attention. Until now, because there's nothing to talk about. Uh, would you take a knee on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Who would suspend Patrick Warburton? Seriously. Yeah. Sure. National? Yeah. Well, there's my company right yep, there. Yep, there it is. I have become the national guy. I have guys, you know, there's old timers that play golf, and all they do is watch golf on TV. And if you watch golf <laughs> or sports, that's when you're going to get the national car commercials. And I got guys country. You're the national guy. Like, gosh, I've kind of been grinding it out for 33. <laughs> I'm glad I'm just the commercial guy now. I'm the TV commercial guy. We were talking in the break that it came to me several years ago. You actually were the fastest driver, right? The fastest yeah. driver for the American version of Top Gear. And I thought, how in the hell is a big dude like you that I don't know what your experience is in a in a race car or a car, how in the hell do you have the quickest time out of all these other celebrities that got in that car? Well, I've done I mean, a little bit of driving. I've done that Toyota of Long Beach Grand Prix a few times, you know, and uh, tried to take out a wall one year. <laughs> Not wall too one. easy. Wall one. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, it was on the back straightaway, and I missed my shift, uh, down, downshift into third, and 
threw it into fifth, and so it's just freewheeling way too fast. And, you know, when you train, we train out at at uh, you know does at uh, Willow Springs. Springs. You know, and you go off the track, you go in the dirt. This is the first time I was ever like looking at a wall, going. It, all of a sudden, it wasn't a celebrity car race. All of a sudden, what I was looking at was a genuine car crash. And I don't care how you paint it, this is going to hurt just as bad and be just as just as dangerous as any crash. And you you uh, end up um, uh, your instincts are to lean away, right? Uh, and all that does is it ends up when you hit that wall, it slams you harder into it. Mm-hmm. And I was talking, it was the Atlantic series where the pro racers that year, you know, I was talking to one of those guys and then they go, oh, no, you lean into a crash. And I'm like, well, that's a little counterintuitive and I'll remember <laughs> next time I'm coming up on a wall to <laughs> lean into it. But, um, yeah, I think I got concussed that day. Never the same. Never the same. But you use that strategy to get that quick time with Top Gear. Yeah, it helped, you know, the driving drive training for those, yeah. Comedian, actor, voiceover extraordinaire Patrick Warburton joining us here in the Freak Nation. This is an older dad talking yeah. with a five and a half year old daughter. Mm-hmm. You have one daughter. I have one daughter. Okay, she's is she your oldest? She's second oldest. Okay, listen. How in the hell? My daughter's five and a half years old. She can be six miles down the block and still find ways to kick me in the nuts. Mm. How long is this going to happen? <laughs> Please give me some advice that this will stop sooner or later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess I, you know, I guess yeah. so. But it, it's been so long since uh, they did. He's been they, numbed. No. They've they fully recovered. So this is, you're still in that. This is Kenny's worst nightmare because every time he asks somebody this, it's always reciprocated. This is the first wall that he's hit where he's like feeding. Help me, please tell me this is going to stop. Please wear protection. I don't know. I yeah, because they, you know they're not thinking about it. They're not mm-hmm. thinking. Oh, I might hurt Dad if I land right here. Bam. They just uh, or maybe they are. Maybe she is. That's exactly yeah, what. Says, worried about. She's smart. When yeah. she says, did I hit your privates? She didn't say that the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Sorry, Daddy, did I hit your privates? <laughs> oh, see, and with yeah. that little uh, mischievous uh, smirk, yeah, you get, right? you're, you're in trouble. It's the cackle you've yeah. got to worry about. Uh-huh. Would you have wanted to wait later in life to have kids? Well, it's tough to say that with four kids. Because, Look how great they are, too. I, Being in the media business, too, we had the same struggles of trying to find the gigs and the jobs, and I, there's no way I don't. I feel I could raise a family in my 20s or 30s when I just had no security financially, <laughs> mentally. Yeah. Uh, would you, looking back, is it the best for you to have kids early in life? Well, I, you know, if we were to plan on it, mm-hmm. we, we never would, especially in our mid-20s, because <laughs> you, you go from, I mean, I, look, I remember I was, um, I had a roommate, my, my uh, good buddy, uh, Greg. We lived across the street from the beach in Santa Monica. This is back when in my early twenties. All we all we had to do were both actors. All we had to do is like knock out a commercial or two a year, and that would pay for beer, food, <laughs> rent. You know, play. You know, go on the beach surfing, playing volleyball with the all. You know, down there at the state beach in Santa Monica, um, shooting pool at night, drinking beer. Two years later, I'm married. I live in Van Nuys with a mortgage payment and a kid. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know, and uh, but it throws you into reality now. It got me serious about what I what I what I did, you know, was doing career wise, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I felt like I needed to focus more. Okay, you're going to spend a few less nights a week going out drinking and partying. You're going to have to focus, and so maybe I, you know, wouldn't have even gotten off or gotten any work if, um, you know, it had been so easy for me. But so that was a lot on my plate, you know. And we ended up having, you know, having four kids, and I, I look back now, and now it. It all seems right, but it was a struggle at the time. Now I have a, a cousin, and you know he just got married like fifty one or fifty two, and just had a bam, a, a, and just had a, had his first kid at like fifty two. And my mother's like, "Oh, it's just too old to be doing that." 
doing this? And I go, it's actually perfect, Mom. Because, you know, when I started having kids, I still wanted to go out and do damage with my buddies, you know. Now all I want to do is sit home and watch, you know, Netflix or whatever. So what a great time to have a kid at 50. Just you got your little kid, you're playing, you're goofing around, you're watching your new narco show or whatever. And, uh, you know, yep. You know, I go, it's perfect. It all up. comes together. You got it all under one roof. You're just fine, you know. Now it's when it gets it gets easy, you know. Your buddies call you up like you want to go out, and you're like, "Why would I want to go out?" Yeah. Exhausted. I've got five thousand TV channels, but this little five year old rug rat who's more entertaining than you ever were. Click, bam. Advice from Patrick Warburton: If you are like yours truly, an older father, when it comes to a five five and a half year old, of things to do or not to do, and I guess you feel fortunate to be to to sit down and get advice from Putty from Seinfeld. If you miss any of the show, go to the website speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it all up there for you. Coming up next hour, a little bit of grassroots drag racing as we get set for the US Nationals. Coming up in Indianapolis, the big go, and then of course Tom Kiefer, former front man or the original one of the OGs from Cinderella. He'll be joining us next hour. More Freaks coming up from the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Is your thinning hair prematurely aging you? Do you see scalp where there used to be hair? Don't let your hair loss take over. Take control with HairMax, the pioneer in laser hair growth. HairMax laser band stimulates your follicles where hair loss starts at the root, immersing your scalp in nourishing laser energy with the equivalent of 246 total laser coverage. Use it just a few minutes, three days a week to revive your hair follicles and regrow your hair. It's FDA cleared and clinically proven for both men and women. So if you're seeing your hair thinning or that bald spot getting bigger, don't sit by and watch your hair wither away. Protect the hair you have while growing new hair you'll love. Maximize your results with Destiny Hair Therapy, brimming with bioactive ingredients essential for healthy hair. Order now at HairMax.com or call 1-800-9-REGROW and save 15% with code GROW15. That's HairMax.com or 1-800-9-REGROW. Save 15 percent with code grow 15 attention business owners are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30 60 or 90 day invoices can't get a business loan have no equity bad credit or maybe no credit at all then you need to call amerifactors right now amerifactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back we simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices we take the loss we give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183.
Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Uh, second hour Speed Freaks. And I don't know how we topped the first hour, but we continue to do it, Freak Nation. It's called grassroots racing. And what grassroots racing means is, well, you come out of the grass, out of the roots, and you build yourself a race car. No, that's not what it is. But we'll go grassroots drag racing with the big go. It's what's called for the Indianapolis uh, U.S. Nationals, NHRA U.S. Nationals, called the big go. And it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for many drag racers who go on to make millions of dollars but start in the back the back drag strips of maybe their backyard to some dirt tracks to the tarmac of the U.S. Nationals and going 330 miles an hour in a drag car. So, yeah, we'll get to some grassroots. There's a hell of a story that's that's out there that we'll share with you uh, in about 10 minutes. Also this hour, Tom Kiefer, Cinderella, you know that band, millions and millions of records. He's been on a solo tour for about six years and has a new record coming out called Rise on September 13th. He'll be joining us this hour. Statman, how in the hell are you keeping up with all this? I don't know. How do you stay on the road for six years? That what? What do you do if you want to? There ain't that many. Uh, there ain't that many cities to go to. How do you find out places to go for six years? <laughs> Good question. But if you know this guy's music and what the road, he's you know what you know what he is stat. And I've known Tom since 1987. This is a band that if they had their druthers, meaning they'd rather do this or they'd rather do that, they'd rather be on the road than in any studio. Well, nowadays, that's the only way you can make money if you're right. a, a musician. I mean, you don't you don't get the huge contracts from record labels to do albums, so you got to do an album and go out and sling it. You know, I mean, that's what you, that's what you have to do to make money. And that's part of the scenario is... He's put out two solo records since Cinderella stopped putting out music. 
And that, those two solo records, gosh, over the last seven years maybe, eight years. So, I mean, it kind of, that kind of sums it up right there. I mean, we caught up with, with Tom Kiefer earlier this week in Phoenix and some of, the, some of the stories that he had, one in particular, Crasher, was about his voice and some things that he was telling us off mic. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's, that's, that is him. That is a huge part of his story. I mean, the voice isn't its own story. It is a part of his story that he's, yeah, he's hemorrhaged his vocal cords and he had a paralyzed vocal cord early in his career and has been in therapy for decades because of it, yet he still hits those high notes. Yeah. It's, it's a fascinating story and just how he was able to continue with his career when so many doctors said, mm, yeah, no, you're done. It's crazy. But then he did the smart thing, which many older, like Rob Halford did this, Many older singers who are still on the road, they will study the operatic mm. uh, procedures on how to train and your warm voice. up and yeah. yeah, training and warming. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's ooh, it's a lot. Takuma Sato joined us last hour. Hell of a story, man. This guy gets ridiculed, gets beat up, threatened. Not okay, not beat up. Gets beat up by social media. Gets threatened on social media. <laughs> And there's a lot of racist BS that went on. And I saw in another interview, he addressed that. And he said his they asked him straight out about how offended he was with some of the racist comments that came from his crash in Pocono last weekend. And he said, you know what? I've driven in America for a long time now as a Japanese driver. And I've just learned that this is just part of it. Reading that wow. broke. Wow. My heart. Wait. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's I the was... impression that America gives to people who come here to entertain and to right? bring money and generate money and everything. The thing they take away is how racist the country is. Yeah, I was shocked to read that, too. Yeah, it was. It's on the Indianapolis. It's one of the articles from the Indianapolis Star, either Thursday or Friday of this past week. Jim Aiello, I believe, was the author. It's yeah, it's shocking. There you go, Freak Nation. And we touched on some of that with that interview last hour with Takuma Sato. We'll have it up on the website for you tomorrow morning at speedfreaks.tv. We're going to regroup, join some more affiliates here in the Freak Nation, and bring you some Crash Gladys Pit news and notes. But the good thing about, th- about this is we've got another 49, 50 minutes of the Freaks and Tom Kiefer coming up in about 30 stoked yes i am <laughs> settle down settle down speed freaks we promise to suck less speed freaks motorsports radio redefined the freaks rejoining another round of affiliates on a sunday night we are speed freaks she is crash he is stat man i'm kenny Sargent. thank you guys for hanging out hopefully you follow us on twitter facebook the website speedfreaks.tv coming up this hour in about, do the math, Kenny, in about 35 minutes, Tom Kiefer from the band Cinderella. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And a guy named Ed Fetterkyle. For all of you guys who've wanted to be big-time drag racers but just couldn't get over the hump, uh, this guy isn't a big-time drag racer, but what he's doing for firemen, heroes, it's crazy. We'll share that with you. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Do the smart thing. Roll on General Tires in that big fat truck, SUV. 
Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Speaking of NHRA, they were off this weekend. Formula One is still on their summer break, and the NASCAR Cup Series was off. But IndyCar was on, and they shined in their spotlight. Remember the controversy from last week's lap one at Pocono? We've been talking about it a lot tonight. Takuma Sato, yeah, being blamed for the five-car pileup when actually data, his onboard telemetry proved that no, he did not veer left into Alexander Rossi. Well, the redemption story was this weekend for Takuma Sato. After a brutal week of all those keyboard warriors, even journalists blaming Sato, well, Takuma was able to get back in the cockpit and just plain go to work in St. Louis. He even fell to the back of the field, went one lap down after more lap one craziness, but he charged ahead and used pit stops to his advantage, and he took the win. He took the win by just 40 thousandths of a second over Ed Carpenter. Yeah, I'd say this package works at uh, St. Louis at WWT Raceway. And, of course, Statman alludes to this in his Statman scat, the old man podium that was. So much for those young guns. Takuma Sato, 42 years old, with the win. Ed Carpenter, 38 years old in second place. And Tony Kanan, Mr. Old Man, 44 years old in third place. How about a little gossip on the IndyCar front? Ever since McLaren announced their future partnership with Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports and the subsequent switch to Chevy Motors, Colton Herta was rumored to be snapped up by that team. But this weekend, not so fast, says Andretti Autosport. Andretti is very close to announcing a fifth full-time entry for Herta starting next year. So who's going to be in that Harding-Steinbrenner seat in 2020? Mm-hmm. Soon to be. VIR hosted a GT Challenge today, and Porsche netted a 1-2 finish. Nick Tandy and Patrick Pillay with the win. And the NASCAR Xfinity Series, they raced on the road course of Elkhart Lake, where Christopher Bell took his sixth win of the season. North of the border, the NASCAR Truck Series raced at Mostport. Brett Moffitt with the easy win there. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system to fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. 
the Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I Speed say. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from Lucas Oil Studios going on our 20th year, Freak Nation. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. And typically on a Sunday night after a big old NHRA weekend, we'll get a funny car winner, top fuel winner, maybe the pro stock winner here in the Freak Nation. No NHRA big boy racing this weekend. They've got the big go going on next weekend. That's the U.S. Nationals in Indianapolis. And you might not be familiar with this dude that we're going to have on, but I know you're going to be familiar with some of the causes that he's aiming to bring to the forefront. Competition eliminator racer Ed Federkyle joining us here in the Freak Nation, and he's teamed up with Fire Aid and E3 Spark Plugs to raise awareness for a hell of a group called Hoods for Heroes organization and the Ronnie Thames Foundation. And this comes on the the heels of, what, three decades, Ed, as a firefighter? Yeah, 33 years. Holy smokes. Hits. Yeah. The, Pun intended. So, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And and so this so this obviously with you spending over thirty years as a firefighter, raising awareness for these heroes, has got to be numero uno or job one for you this weekend coming up next weekend for the U.S. Nationals. Yeah, anytime you can give something back to your profession, I mean, you always want to leave it better than when you got there. But if 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 after the fact you can come back and do meaningful work. And, and help your brothers and sisters in the fire service be safer. Uh, how can you not do it? You're part of this raising awareness, and if I'm incorrect, please correct me, but part of this raising awareness is because some of the equipment that has been used by firefighters, at least over the last decade, it's worked, but it hasn't been good health-wise for the firefighters. So you're also raising awareness to, what, raise money to get them better equipment? Absolutely. I mean, technology is ever-changing in every, every profession, in every industry. And, you know, the hoods that we previously wore uh, are typically like a sponge for carcinogens because when you're working a structure fire and you're inside and you're totally engulfed in smoke, you know, that stuff stays into that hood and there's been a increase in cancers mm. that have, you know, come from the neck area. And, you know, through research, they found out that a particulate hood would eliminate 
most of that. And not all departments know about it. Not all departments can afford it. So what this great group, Hoods for Heroes, is doing is they're raising money, raising awareness so that everyone can have this hood and be safer. And, you know, you know, my job is to help them get the word out. Well, your job next weekend, yes, to get the word out, but also to be the fastest on the starting line and then the fastest to the finish line because the longer you're out there, the longer you're going rounds, the more your message is going across to the people in attendance and then the people on TV as well. No question, Crash. I mean, the longer that we can be out there, the more exposure we can get. And, you know, we'd love to wrap it up Monday afternoon with a winter circle interview and be able to tell the world about the Ronnie Thames Foundation, about Hoods for Heroes, and, and, and our great sponsors, E3 and Fire Aid. Ed Fetter, Kyle, you're getting ready for Comp Eliminator at the U.S. Nationals. That's next weekend. We know how tough that class is. Races are won and lost on reaction time. Tenths are hundreds of a second. You're sponsored by E3 Spark Plugs, Fire Aid, and Hoods for Heroes. What do you have backing you to get ready for that kind of competition next weekend? I have some of the best personnel that, you know, our sport can offer. And, uh, you know, like anything else, you got to put good people around you. And, you know, the, the guy that's my team manager, Freddie North, I mean, he makes sure the truck and trailer gets down the road to the races. I mean, he's somewhere in Missouri right now heading to Indy. Uh, David Nickens with the engine preparation, Mike Sullivan of Wayne County Speed Shop fame. These guys all help make the tuning decisions that make the car fast. And we've been very, very fast all year. I feel like I've been the weak link, and, you know, I continually work on that so that, you know, we can can be as competitive as we can be. What do you have to get ready for this kind of competition? Do you have a tree in your truck? How do you get ready for maybe one of the toughest classes in drag racing? Well, I physically train. I mean, if you want to be a champion, you got to train like a champion. And I have a, a, a practice tree in my man cave. And when I get up in the morning after I'm done doing my physical workout and I get cleaned up before I leave the house to go to the shop, I take my hits on the practice tree. I have a steering wheel and, the, and a, and a transbrake button identical to what's in the race car. So, I mean, I take my reps every day, no different than if you were a baseball player taking batting practice. Ed Fetter, Kyle, joining us here in the Freak Nation. I want to go farther with that. Explain all of your man cave. What does this man cave look like? This man cave has a reclining sofa in it to where you have two individual sides where there are power recliners with a console in the middle with 110 USB ports and obviously a drink holder. And as I look across the room, there's a 75-inch Samsung TV that you can watch the races on. And if it's a race I'm not at, I can get on my iPad and I can use the Apple uh, TV, and it's almost like it's a national broadcast. So, uh, you know, I, this is where I come to kind of retreat. I come to train, and I come to watch racing. Okay, I didn't hear any firefighter memorabilia being displayed in there. Why not? There is. My oh, three helmets, That my favorite three helmets, two, I retired as a battalion chief, so my two chief helmets and my one as a captain and my retirement axe are hanging in the room I'm sitting in right now. Let's transfer from firefighter helmets to racing helmets. 
What are you going to display on your racing helmet next weekend at the U.S. Nationals? Are you going to have something to indicate some of the places you've worked in the past or just what? Actually, I have our union uh, decal on there for the International Association of Firefighters, which you know I'm still a member of, still a dues-paying member of, <laughs> and we support them as well because they have various charities and they, they do a lot of things for acting firefighters as, you know, as well as you know, represent them in collective bargaining. This is just awesome because you're right. There's so much that needs to be done. I mean, people talk about first responders all the time, but firefighters in general, no disrespect to cops, but firefighters in general, what you guys walk into and then how you have to process that in your mind, walking out of it and what you've just witnessed is insane. So, yeah, anything to bring about awareness and more money for these guys to get better equipment to do their jobs better. I love it. No, there's no question, and and I think, you know, another very important thing I would like to touch on is the Ronnie Thames Foundation, yes. which was, you know, Fire Aid is the, is the one that started the foundation. Its CEO, Ron Thames Sr., and his wife, Teresa, started it. And it's to memorialize Ron's son, Ronnie, who was tragically killed in a motorcycle accident in 2004. And they pursue the prevention of pediatric burns, which is you know, a lot of times when you've done this as long as I have, I wish my mind could forget some of the things my eyes have seen. And that's mm-hmm. probably one of the more painful things is, is dealing with children in an emergency situation. And they work tirelessly to prevent pediatric burns, and they even take it a step further. And they work with all the Shriners hospitals to help put together living facilities for the families of children they're undergoing long care burn treatment. And like I said, you know, our first responders are important. You know, our children are important as well. And these, these folks do a fantastic job, you know, making a difference. And, and that's what it's all about. If you can make a difference in something, no matter what it is, uh, you know, you can put your head on the pillow at night and feel, feel good about it. What makes this so great is you're raising awareness for so many groups in Florida, but you bring up the Ronnie Thames Foundation, and there's beneficiaries there in Ohio and Texas, and that's the beauty of racing is to be able to take it to a national platform. In Indianapolis, with the eyeballs that are going to be on the biggest NHRA race of the season, it's just it's nationally where your, your ultimate goal is for all of this. Uh, no question, and, and, and Hoods for Heroes primarily is in Florida, but their mission their goal is to go nationwide. So, you know, when we go to Vegas in October and we go to Pomona in November, you know, we're going to be taking the message out there with us because they may not have heard about it out there, but they will, I guarantee you, when we get done. Freak Nation, it's a great, great story. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We'll share links on how you can find out more about the Hoods for Heroes and Ed Federkyle and what he's going to be doing for the weekend coming up, the Big Go, teaming up with E3 Spark Plugs and their Diamond Fire Plugs are awesome. Fire Aid as well with consumer and firefighters equipment. There's just, when you find a group like this that get it, Ed, it just makes it that much easier, doesn't it? It's incredible. It makes my job easier, you know, to get in the car and do what I do because I feel good about it. Yep. Ed, thanks for doing this, man. Good luck to you next weekend. Hey, thank you for having me on us on freak nation and really appreciate you guys getting the word out about you know hoods for heroes and the ronnie thames foundation we'll be looking for you up there at the big go 
Yes. Bam. See you, bud. Take care. And coming up next, what does a 2011 Daytona 500 win get you? You might just say a bag of beans. I explain next. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. We normally think of motor racing as a young man's game, but that wasn't the case at last night's IndyCar race outside St. Louis. 42-year-old Takuma Sato got the win, and that was good to hear after he was crucified on social media for his part in the first lap accident at Pocono Raceway last weekend. Second last night was 38-year-old Ed Carpenter, an oval track specialist, and third was Tony Kanaan, 44, the oldest on the podium. This put the average age of the top three finishers at just more than 41 years. Rare in motor racing. It brought a smile when 21-year-old IndyCar rookie Santino Ferrucci finished fourth at the checkered flag. Joseph Newgarden still leads the championship race by 38 over Penske teammate Simon Pagino with two races left in the season. Gotta love the seniors tour though, right? Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook, plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash speed or text speed to 500-500. Imagine this is your money, and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money, and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. 
Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. In about 13 minutes, that guy's voice will be joining the Freak Nation. Tom Keefe, of course, fronting Cinderella there. Been on tour, solo tour for many, many years. New record coming out called Rise, September 13th. Man, it's, as you'll hear in the interview, some of the hardest stuff that he's ever put out. He'll be joining us. Crasher, I do want to talk a little bit about the big go in Indianapolis coming up next weekend. It's, oh, it's, I haven't been to the big go nearly as often as I have been to the Indy 500, but it's always, it doesn't matter where I am in the country, it's always this week leading up to it that I'm like, oh, because I have so many good memories living in Indy, going to the U.S. Nationals, and I'm like, oh, why aren't we going this year? Oh, yeah. just, I love it. I get geeked up just like I do for the Indy 500. I love this week in Indy. We'll talk about that in moments, but I teased going into break about a Daytona 500 winner in 2011. Trevor Bain. How far has that gotten him? Uh, Trevor Bain's coffee shop keeps him going at full speed. And if you read this story by our good friend Jeff Gluck, it's three days old. I'm not knocking the fact that he's got a successful coffee shop. By, because if you read this article, it's, he's, it's gangbusters of selling some Java. But it's the story, again, stat crash that we continue to talk about with younger he's still 28 which (laughs) he's 28 and for a better part of his career with jack roush was winning a if you read this article a car a team that was about a third the funding of teams running up front and when he he was alternating the seat with matt kenseth he found out through uh, a uh, Michael McDowell, our friend, called him up and says, hey, man, I saw an article out here that uh, Matt Kins is going to be taking over your seat full time. Oh. Yeah. And then shortly thereafter, someone with Roush Fenway confirmed with him and just it, it, the point about this article that I, it's, again, just the reality is when he says things like, and this is a very religious Christian guy. He's not, he's not a big spinner either. Mm-mm. But when he puts things out there like, the first thing out of owners' mouths now is, well, how much money can you bring? Mm. And, Stat, we talked about that. Gosh, we're going on our 20th year, and we've been talking about that, Stat, for a long damn time. Yeah, there was a major driver who uh, was a, wasn't happy with this freak nation for a while. Mm-hmm. But the story is he showed up uh, on one of the smaller teams with $400,000 cash in a briefcase, and that's how he got his career started in Major League Racing. And now you've got a guy that goes out there with an inferior product, frankly, winning the Daytona 500. I think we all remember when Trevor Trevor Bain called into our show that Sunday night. 
I'll never forget. He said, I have no clothes for this because yeah. they immediately had to fly him up to New York to do the media rounds. And he's like, after I get off the phone with you guys, I'm not celebrating. I'm going to the laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. But really, that's, uh, that's where we are with qualified drivers. Well, it's a problem that IndyCar had and still does, to be perfectly honest, in the 80s and 90s. And it's part of the reason that IndyCar had the split that they had in the mid-90s. I mean, there's, there's a whole slew of other reasons why this, the series split into two. But drivers bringing money was a serious problem for open wheel. And now we're seeing it in, in stock cars as well. We're seeing it in so many areas. We saw it. We see tidbits every once in a while in drag racing. But it's it's huge in sports cars, obviously. Actually, that's part of the thing that drives sports cars. Is your what what do they call them, Statman? The the A drivers and the B drivers, or there's a name for them. Yeah, well, the gentlemen they, drivers. They, yeah, they have seat sellers. I had mm-hmm. one um, back when they had the Coney Challenge Series. That was part of the business model that you uh, had a, a seat for driver you might hire. Actually, the guy will build a car. And then somebody will come in. Let's say it's ten thousand five hundred to uh, run the car that weekend. Well, they'll charge ten thousand five hundred for somebody to drive in the car. And uh, they even offered me, if I gave him thirty-five thousand dollars to build the car, then I could uh, he'd sell the seat for me. So yeah, I mean it's that's part of the business. That's how they uh, maintain some of the cars in some of those lesser series. But it does. It hurts. It hurts NASCAR. It hurts IndyCar. It's part of the business model for some of the sports car teams, but it hurts some of the other series yeah. for sure. That's a given. It just, and it just seems like we've been, we got to a point maybe 10 years ago where it seemed to reach rear its ugly head at its fullest. And it just never went away. And to read the story on Trevor Bain, who again is, recently opened up a a very successful coffee shop is it where is it is it in charlotte or florida it's in knoxville he's from oh, knoxville he and his wife are, are from knoxville mahala coffee roasters is what it's called has had to double his staff <laughs> wow lengthen hmm. its hours yeah well, good for him that's yeah, cool that's, good yeah for him. Is. right maybe the coffee shop will sponsor his racing one day Oh, my gosh. Would that not be just full circle? <laughs> wow. Statman, if there's ever, anything you've ever learned in motorsports, it's not to sponsor your own race team. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they used to say the quickest way to make $5 million in racing is to start with 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's where we are, Freak Nation. And to That's get where it, we've been. To get to the, the big go and the significance of what – uh, in Indianapolis means to drag racing. I mean, this is the weekend. They start qualifying on Thursday, right? I is it Wednesday or Thursday? You know, there might be some classes that start Wednesday. That's a good question, but there's not going to be a ton. It, there's going to be a ton of qualifying on Thursday. It's one of the stranger things, Statman, where on Sunday it's, it's, it's game day. It's, let's go. This is when we do it. No, with drag racing – that's that final day of qualifying. Well, only on this weekend, yes. Labor Day weekend, yeah. the big go, U.S. Nationals. They've always got, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days of qualifying. Mm-hmm. And this is when you'll have a guy that had his funny car in mothballs for 
11 months and brings it out <laughs> right for hoping for the best at man in this race yeah that's what people can hope for is they can get that uh what's it's lightning in a can or something and in a bottle. maybe go go around or two and uh uh get on tv and and uh get some appearance money there was a Sport Compact Drag Racer, who built uh, chassis for uh, teams. Grant? Yeah. and he, What's his last name? Grant? I, I can't remember his last name. He was pretty yep. good at Sport Compact Drag Racing. Yep. But he tried to uh, race his funny car, his hand-built funny car. And uh, he had four or five times he took it out there and I think he had, out of the four or five times, he went one or two rounds. It's hard. It's hard. Racing is hard. Because, again, you think about these teams that – but that's – but hasn't that been – we've only got about a minute. But hasn't that been part of the U.S. Nationals? That's As long as I can remember, was that's just what you did. Yeah. You, you had those one-off teams that – tried their shot at stardom because if you're gonna if you're gonna do one race out of the entire year it might as well be indie because you do have the biggest notoriety there i mean you could argue maybe pomona whether it's the winter nationals or the season finale but if it's the season finale you're going to get overlooked by who the champions are so yeah it would indie is it indie is their super bowl for drag racing and next year you guys in indianapolis i'm so envious you start the summer on memorial day weekend with the indie 500 then you go to 4th of July weekend with NASCAR and the Brickyard 400. Then you end the summer with drag racing and NHRA, Labor Day weekend, and the U.S. Nationals. This is, come on. That is just, that's every racing fan's wet dream. Tom Kiefer, Cinderella, coming up next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold it on tight. <laughs> this is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No. That I'm actually a chess picker. Pirate fans unite! That was not on the profile. So now you've heard. Geico. Saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. 
You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. We caught up earlier this week with Tom Kiefer in Phoenix, Arizona, playing a gig out at the Marquee earlier this week. He decided to come in and sit in the studio for a little bit, hang with us some. Couldn't get him out of there. I'm joking. He's a great dude, man. Known him since the mid-late 80s when Cinderella hit. Holy smokes. Been on tour for about six years. New record coming out in September. And that voice. That voice of Tom Kiefer, uh, Crasher, hits it first. You talked about how the dry air would be so tough on your voice, but your voice isn't a normal voice anyway. Not at all. It would be tough on anybody's voice, especially going for a couple of hours. How in the heck do you even wake up in this desert and just wake up and start talking? I mean, you've had a lot of issues, so I guess maybe explain that for some people who may not be aware. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's... you know, I, I have a condition that's called a paresis that is a partially paralyzed vocal cord. I was diagnosed with it years ago and told I was never going to sing again. Um, lo- very long story short, it was decades of battling kind of up and down and tours that I was okay, some tours I sucked. And I will say when I sucked, the audience always sang along and supported me, so thank you. Um, but I, I eventually found a, a coach that, you know, really helped me figure out how to do it. He taught me the classic opera training support and all and i've been doing that for the last almost 10 years and my voice has just gotten better and better and better since i since i worked with ron anderson uh so you know so that that's an underlying problem that i have but like you said for any singer you know whether you have a condition like this or not mm-hmm. it's a constant battle to keep your voice in shape and particularly in and out of different climates and exhaustion and dryness and and all of that so um yeah, you know, you, you have to take care of yourself. You know, you say I got the big bottle. We call this gator water. Gator. Mixture, mixture of, of water and Gatorade to stay hydrated. Oh, that and, is Gatorade. Okay, I was going to ask kinda, you. It looks a little, uh, mm. Yeah, no, it's it's Gatorade <laughs> in there. Yeah, it's not dirty water. Tom Kiefer joining us here in the Freak Nation. Many years now on a solo tour. The new record's coming out September? 13th. Right? Yeah, and uh, you can pre-order now at my uh, website. Got it. To, uh, com and yeah that's a it's a record that we this would be the follow-up to my first solo record 
and it's uh, recorded uh, with the band that I've been touring with the last six years, and uh, we had a blast making this record. It um, started back in, I would say, last September, October. Mm. Started kicking around some songs. We spent a good solid six months. Why so damn long between albums? Pardon me? Why so long between albums? Well, the... Uh, I you know really I I think that the first solo record there's a, there's a couple reasons mm-hmm. for that um, it was released and had actually really good success out of the box and then we ran into a legal issue with it and uh, this it got pulled from the shelves Ooh. and we ended up with a kind of a legal hassle and the record wasn't being worked and we had a little bit of a battle over getting the masters back but in the meantime we stayed on the road. And developed this band live and kind of grew our chemistry together because it always felt great from day one. Mm. And uh, when the first record came out, we started off playing in pretty small clubs and weren't really filling them up because it was, you know, it was a new thing. So over the last six years since The Way Life Goes was released, we just stayed on the road and grew that. And, you know, we've been, you know, the the smaller places that we play, you know, like clubs and theaters and all are now they're they're packed. And we're, we've also moved up to where we're playing big festivals and fairs. And most of the time we're either headlining Got those it. or second on the bills. So, you know, it was it was important to kind of grow this as a new band and and the chemistry of the band itself, but also get people familiar with what we're about on the road. And then it was, you know, the chemistry became so great between the band. It was like, feels time to make a record together. Because the first record was made with, soul, with um, session players. Uh-huh. So, because I didn't have a band. Mm-hmm. And it was more like Savannah and I producing stuff in our studio. It didn't even, we didn't even really start off to make a record. And we were using guys around town in Nashville. And one thing led to another and it was like oh this feels like a record and a label got interested and they released it and the next thing we know we had to put together a band and then the band (laughs) became this magic thing you know where we had this cool chemistry Mm -hmm. and so that's you know that's kind of the history of how this has all happened and now this record was recorded with this band and it's much more electric it got a lot more fire it feels like a band um so it's yeah it's it's cool which you wouldn't have some of that electricity had it not been for you guys staying on the road. And again, like you said, just keeping that chemistry going. Well, that's the thing. You know, you got it. You know, music has to be real, you mm-hmm. know, from the songwriting. So this was a whole new experience. So song ideas along the whole time we were out on the road kept, you know, kind of gathering those. And the band was getting tighter and growing more as a unit. And it just, you know. It just felt right, you know, to stay out there and just become, really become a band and bond. And then, you know, when the time is right, you got those song ideas and you've got this incredible band that's just, you know, has the right energy and feeling. And we went in and we knocked it out and we produced it with um, Kyle here, who's our front of house engineer who knows, you know, more what the band sounds like than anybody. So Savannah, myself and Kyle produced the record. And, uh, you know, came out sounding pretty raw and, and pretty reckless. Raw is good. Yeah. You, okay, let, okay, speaking of raw, let's go back 30, 34 years, 35 years. It's incredible to me that with your pipes, with your, your, with your guitar, that it took a Gene Simmons, and then who else was it that had to help you get over that hump? 
Uh, eventually, it was John Bon Jovi. Yeah, bon Jovi, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yes. But but Gene took an interest first in the band. We sent him a, a demo. Uh, you know, we we had just heard that he had helped Van Halen get a record deal, <laughs> and we were just kids, and we were like, well, let's just send this to Gene. Jeez. He's gonna love it. But it worked. And then we got a well, no, actually, it didn't. Um, we got a call back from him, and we went up and we met with him, and he, you know, he really, um, he kind of took it around. But you know, it's. You know, the record business is a funny thing. It doesn't matter who's walking through the door with it. The person at that desk either likes it or they don't, you know. So um, and so that kind of went nowhere, but we, we really appreciate the support, obviously. I mean, and he gave us a lot of good advice, and it was fun to go meet with him and all. Um, but then, uh, you know, we kicked around another couple years in the clubs in Philly, and one night John walked in, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> liked what he saw, and he went back and just put a word in with his A and R guy. And but again, how could he not like what he saw and heard? I just like well, I, said, I, I think the difference is John saw us live, and our demos yeah. were terrible. Oh. Our demos were—we didn't know how to record anything. You know, we were doing it ourselves. And um, John saw us live, and when he went to his A and R guy, um, Derek Shillman, Derek already had the demos. And Derek's like, "Yeah, I have the demos here. I'm not that knocked out." And apparently, John said something to the effect of. Um, you know, forget the demos, go see them live. Nice. So, okay. Bam. So I'm paraphrasing what I think, <laughs> what, I, what I heard was said in that room. So, so uh, but very grateful both to Gene and John for, uh, you know, kind of stepping up and uh, in the early days. And, right. you know, one thing led to another, and here we are. So we were talking about this. Tom Kiefer, of course, started out with Cinderella, now on the road for how many years doing solo work? Solo? Uh, we started in 2013. We talked about some of the, the tours that you started out on, and when I met you, you were opening up for David Lee Roth. Your initial reaction when you found out that you were opening up for the legend of David Lee, and was it all it was cracked up to be backstage opening up for David Lee Roth? <laughs> um, it, it was just, I mean, I always describe it as, you know, we were playing clubs in Jersey. and, wow. and <laughs> And now all of a sudden this tornado came along and picked us up and took us like the Wizard of Oz on this wild ride. Next thing we know, we're doing arenas and we're supporting not only David Lee Roth, right. but then we went to to uh, Bon Jovi right after that for the Slippery Wind Wet Tour. And uh, when Long Cold Winter was released, uh, we did support for ACDC and Judas Priest. And it was just like, you know, dream come true. And the next thing I, I know, our manager says, well, it's time to headline. And we're like, Ooh. what? And we did, you know, I was on our second record. So, yeah, it, it literally felt like a tornado just picked the house up and <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> and the tornado continues. I mean, it's still, you know, it's just so grateful to, to all the fans and everyone who are still out there that still come out every night, sing all the songs. You know, I, I, it's, you know, life is just great. You know, it's, they've embraced the new music and right. still sing the old ones. And it's, it's just, I couldn't be more grateful. What's the difference in touring back in the 80s or early 90s to now? I mean, we talked in the break a little bit about some social media stuff, but what what overall is some different traits that you see with touring and, and audiences then and now? Honestly, touring's not that different. Yeah. You know, you get on a tour bus and you and you show up and you, you do uh, your sound check and then you kind of hide away and I do my voice warm-ups and... <laughs> And you walk out on the stage, and there's people there, and you do your show, you know, and then you move on to the next city. So touring, um, you know, there's different ways to promote the tour now, like you said, social media. So, you know, more active on that. But um, 
from a touring standpoint, you know, it feels like the same same thing. You know, we're out there with a band and kicking ass and playing rock and roll and sharing that live moment with the fans is, has always been my favorite part of, of what I do. It's, it's great to create music. Um, writing and producing and recording music is sometimes a love-hate relationship because you're fighting this thing you hear in your head and you're trying to get it to come out of the speakers. And I think most artists would, would say the same thing. And it's, and it's a beautiful thing when you finally hear it. But it's really nice once that's done to just say, let's go play this live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's and you get that interaction with the with the people and it's cool. We got a, a tweet asking how long will we be on the road uh, supporting Rise and will there be another Cinderella reunion? Um, you know, I'm really happy where I'm at. I, I get asked that a lot and it's been it's been asked and answered yeah. several times. Um, I, I've you know, I've moved on. Yep. We. um we had a great run with Cinderella, and times, you know, times are different now. Yes. And since the release of uh, the first solo record and forming this band, I, I just, I'm liking where I'm at. So, good for you. That's where you are. That's that's where I'm at. And what what was the other part of your question? Oh, how long are we going to tour? Tour with Rise, your new record. Um, another another six. Well, years? we toured for six years on the first one. I, I, I don't know that I have six years in me for 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 this record, but I'm sure we're going to be out there a, a good bit. Um, we have a, we have a couple more videos that are going to be coming out very soon. Uh, like I said, the release date is the thirteenth. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So we're really just getting started. So. Got it. So it's probably a Phoenix person saying, I missed him last night. Let's go yep. to L.A. Let's get to Vegas. Yeah, you, you got your chance. Yeah. What is it, TomKiefer.com? Yes. There we go. Man, this is awesome. Thank you for coming in Thank on your you. day off. You, you could be you. sleeping yes. your happy ass in bed right now. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. What time did you get up this morning or this afternoon? Uh, noon, I think. Cool. Oh, good. Okay. It's awesome. At least, at least you can sleep in a little bit. Freak Nation, it's out September 13th. This is a cut. This is the first single. Yes. Death of Me. From Rise, it'll be out September 13th. It's been our pleasure to have Tom Kiefer here in the studio. Tom, thank you. Thank you. Motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio oh, or Helio. Not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsport. Yep, that Tom Keeper interview. We'll have it up on the website, speedfreaks.tv. Have it up there for you tomorrow morning. Also, Takuma Sato, your IndyCar Series winner from St. Louis, will be up there. Patrick Warburton, actor, comedian. Of course, you know him as Putty from the Seinfeld Show. Putty. Join us in the first hour. It'll all be up to speedfreaks.tv. Statman, have you heard about these new anti-sex toilets? Uh, no. Okay, well. (laughs) Uh... A seaside town is... Yeah, right? (laughs) 
A seaside town is planning to stop extracurricular antisocial activity in its public toilets by installing motion detectors and timers that spray these particular occupants with water and sound a loud alarm. The new bathrooms in the Welsh town of Porthcall are, called, are designed to prevent antisocial behavior such as vandalism, sleeping, and drug taking. The walls and floors will have a special graffiti-resisted coating. The toilets will have weight-sensitive floors to make sure only one person is using each cubicle at okay, a time. That is not fair. What if it's just one larger person? That is not fair. Or what yeah. if it's a parent that has to take a child into the bathroom? Oh. Well, oh, that would be this horrible. is how they get b- away with it. Any heavy or violent movement will set off a water jet to soak users. Sound the alarm and automatically fly open the doors. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God. So what if a kid has a meltdown? They wanted to take the toilet paper off of the roll, not the mom. And they start going nutty and because it can't happen. Just saying. So I've heard. I'm just glad that we're actually breaking this down. <laughs> this is fantastic. Do you have one, Crasher? All right. Well, there's a mom apparently in Georgia yeah. that has set up a job fair for her three kids. What? Her kids, and this is a job fair in their own home. Her kids are in seventh grade, fifth grade, and first grade. Brilliant. This Yes, this actually is. As I continue to read through this article, the whole point of this job fair with literal applications for work and now hiring signs, etc., is for the, her kids to learn the value of the money they constantly hound her for. <laughs> so, Shakitha Marion McGregor in Georgia was fed up with her kids' continued nagging for her money. Of course, the money they want, it's for cell phones and going out places. So she decided to give them a taste of what to expect when they get older and how they're going to have to make their own money. She told them flat out, if you want it, you work for it. You earn it. So her open jobs were kitchen manager, <laughs> lead housekeeper, laundry supervisor, and she had applications for them all. She posted a follow-up showing how she conducted the interviews, and this, these posts, of course, the first one and the second one, Thank you, went Crash. viral. Motorsports Radio, read it.